Hi, Sam. Hi, Lily. How's it going? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here because normally people don't want me to talk about this. Oh my God. Well, I want to talk about it to you so bad. So this is Sam Rowdens. She is a certified Taylor Swift fan, a journalism prodigy, (laughs) (laughs) absolute queen, one of the funniest people that I know. You have the quickest one-liners. The other day I thought about when you said to Kaylee, our editor-in-chief at the time, um, I don't even remember what it was about, but you go, you can set it on fire, throw it out the window, and I'll clap as it hits the ground. And I just like was transported back into how freaking funny you are and how much fun we had in the newsroom. We did have so much fun. Oh, man. Yes. Crazy times. Crazy um, times. Yeah. It's funny because I don't remember saying that, and I'm sure I did. I definitely would have said that. It was something that just like seared into my brain. Yes, the quote board. The quote board had things like... um, you know, I'm going to stick a carrot into my eye socket. Um, like so many, I don't know. There are so many you'll have to, I should have gathered some for you. No, it's okay. Um, so Sam and I were college newspaper buddies, been through the trenches and Sam, you were a year younger than me, I think, or a grade below, but I always like, as soon as you like waltzed into the newsroom, I like knew that you would be a prodigy. (laughs) I was like, this girl has journalism in her blood. Like you're going places. And now you're a real life journalist, which is great because I went the route of the dark side. You did switch to the dark side. <laughs> yes. You did. I did take the I PR route. I respect it though. They give you more money. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I always, I love journalism. Like I loved writing for the paper, but there was definitely a point, I think it was like junior year when I took our like main like practicum course where we had to write like 12 articles a day. When I just realized I was like, there's no way, like, I'm not cut out for this. Like, it's just not, I was like, there's gotta be something else. And then I discovered corporate communication. So I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great discovery for you because some (laughs) of us are stuck here for life. (laughs) So how has it been? So you're a real reporter now in the real world, which is amazing. So how has that been and how has the transition? Well, I, I think my experience in college was crazy. Um, and so because of that and the breakneck speed that we were going at, I feel like my transition was actually hit the ground running, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't think is necessarily the case for everybody. And I did have a lot of good training and experience leading up to that transition. But, um, I just feel like my last year working at the college paper, you know, it was COVID, yeah. um, and just every crisis under the sun yeah. happened. <laughs> So by the time I graduated, I was like, there is nothing that you could throw at me that would phase me, surprise me. I, I don't know. I was just exhausted and drained. So um, I ended up moving to upstate New York, where I am now. And I, my first job was working at um, a local paper in, in two counties here. And it, was, it felt kind of like a transport back in time because a lot of the people there don't have internet access and really relied on the paper. Um, And we were filling two papers at some point in the history of time. Those two papers came together under the same company and whatever. So, and that was my first experience at working full time at a real daily that only had like four or five reporters. Um, But coming from my, my college experience, like that was, yeah, that was par for the course for me. You were ready. I was ready. I was ready. Um, 
But after six months, I ended up going somewhere else. And I think that transition actually has been harder because where I work now is, is um, digital first, for sure. We have a weekly print, um, but it, it's kind of a different realm. It's more business journalism, so they're different kinds of relationships. And um, those take a lot more time, yeah. very specific lens. Um, and I've been there about a year now, and I feel like I'm just now kind of coming around to that, that sort of the pace and which is a little bit slower. Don't tell anybody. Oh my gosh. I know that was the hardest. Slower than the lantern or than your first job? Slower than both because okay. my boss would be like, like you can relax. It's okay. Cause I was so wound up. You can't relax. Life. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Very funny. Ha ha. Does she know you? Tell that, tell that to my Zoloft. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. They were like, you can relax and take time on things. Cause I was still operating under this like breaking news mentality. Yeah. So I feel like that transition has actually been harder. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely feel like I was prepared. I think our school did well. They really um, did. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like going, cause like I took all the same classes you did. Like I was yeah. trained to be a journalist and I took the PR route and it's so interesting, like working for the other side and like working with journalists. Like I just, have like the most respect for them like in the world um and yeah it is really interesting like some things that we were taught like really specific like ethics and guidelines and like so much morality in journalism (laughs) so it's interesting to like see it in the real world and like seeing like I can understand like what they're doing like having like a background in journalism has really helped like with PR but I'm not trying to convince you you need to stay a journalist the world needs you (laughs) thank you (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I think I'm I think I'm stuck where I am. Yeah. What are you like do you know like what your career goals would be as a journalist? Do you like have any idea? No, I don't think so because um I think the reason that I went into journalism is the first place is because I didn't want to commit to learning anything for the rest of my life. I wanted <laughs> to be able to learn all the things for the rest of my life. Um and so, you know, like when I switched to this job, I don't I didn't know shit about business. Like Yeah. I'm not a, I don't have a business degree of any kind. So, um, but I've had the opportunity to learn about that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't have any goals like, Oh, I want to be editor in chief of something, whatever. Yeah. I'm just kind of, you know, floating around and doing what I'm doing. And yeah. I don't know, just enjoying the ride. Yeah. That's amazing. So do you work in person at a newsroom? We are right now we're in person once a week. Okay. And then what's the dynamic like in there? Because our newsroom was so crazy. Like, we were nuts. And is it more professional? So my first job at The Daily, that dynamic was just as bonkers. Okay. Like, I think that journalists are a very specific type of person. Yeah. Um, but that kind of person is fairly consistent no matter where you go. Yeah. Um, where I am now, it's, um, it's, it's more professional. It's a little bit more serious, but... Um, we still have fun, you know, I'm the youngest person in the newsroom. I'm sure. By, hold on, I'm trying to do mental math. This is really hard. Like six years. Yeah. So I I call myself like the token teenager. Yeah. I don't know. It's amazing. Um, I love being the young person. I don't, I don't mind it. It's kind of funny. I I think it's fun. But the other people who've been there have been at this publication for years and years and years. So Mm -hmm. They're a little, they're not, they're not serious as much, but they're more experienced. Um, I don't know. We still have a lot of fun. Yeah. I think journalists are just the best kind of people. You can just shoot the shit. And um, I always say journalism is a team sport and I think your team matters. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's still, 
they're still funny, you know? Yeah, they are really fun. I miss it like all the time and it makes me like sad to like work with journalists, but I can't really engage in that like banter or like I yeah. guess I can, but it's just like a whole <laughs> different relationship. But um, yeah, yeah, like we had so much fun in the newsroom and it was so great after like print nights to hang out. Um, it was definitely an experience that I will treasure. Yes. Yeah. All of our waking hours in that windowless room. I know. I just like, I could not pursue journalism. I'm like not, okay. Journalism, I feel like you have to be a pretty serious person. Not that serious, but like I went out too much in college. Like when there's like breaking news at like Saturday, 1am, I'm not rushing to the breaking news. Like I'm at the bar. (laughs) I'm going to sleep. Like I could. So that's like, that was part of my realization. I was like, okay, if you have to pursue, if I'm going to pursue journalism, you kind of have to be on like all the time. Like you can't really fuck around that much. That's how it felt. That is how it felt. It was like this, I, and after leaving, this is another part of that transition. I have such a hard time breaking up with my phone because I'm like, if I don't look at my phone, you know, did somebody get killed? Um, you know, just whatever was coming through my phone in college. Um, it was, it's been really hard to break up my phone. It's, I still, I still have such an issue and I've tried the screen time limit and then I'm like, "Uh, ignore Yeah. It just. That's the hardest part because I still feel like I need to be on. Yeah. It's weird. I get that. Um, but speaking of screen times, I'm always on my phone because now like with the podcast, I'm always like, well, I don't want to miss anything, but it's really just an excuse for me to like not limit my screen time. You need the hot gossip. I do need the hot gossip. Um, but we are here today to talk about one Taylor Swift. We are. Um, so Sam's an OG fan. Like me, but you're like more of a hardcore fan because I was fake for a little bit, but we'll talk about that later. I Um, mean, you don't know that I wasn't fake for a little bit. Ooh, okay. So let's get into it. So what's your like background in Swiftery? My Swiftery background. So let's see. I was trying to think what my earliest memory of Taylor Swift was growing up. Okay. And for some reason, this is, this is what came up in my brain. Yeah. Setting the scene. It's fifth grade. Okay. And our middle school had some kind of like American Idol contest for like the fifth graders. (laughs) And I remember distinctly um, all the girls that were trying out for it were singing Love Story by Taylor Swift. Okay. I didn't. Um, I sang Bubbly by Colby Calais. Also a great choice. Um, But yeah, so it, it started early, started very early. Um, I remember growing up, so I am a, I'm a six foot tall, blonde, big footed woman. Um, and growing up during the t- era of Taylor Swift was actually so important to me because yeah. she's also very tall, has big feet. Like I just felt like seen. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a role model, especially when I'm an adolescent and I'm going through so many changes and I felt really out of place. So literally my beginnings with her were like, oh my God, she looks like me. You know what I mean? Representation. Representation matters. Tall girl. Was that based off you on Netflix? Oh my God. (laughs) That is the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's kind of true. Like I, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She, I think her feet were bigger than mine, but, um, yeah, no, no. Having a role model like that as I was growing up was a big deal. And you know, her music was great. Um, I loved I loved her music. Um, I distinctly remember my mom and I driving around in the car listening to Speak Now CD, like, constantly. Um, So those are the early beginnings. I was really drawn to her because I felt like 
I felt seen by her. And then her music was like a super big plus. Yeah. I actually remember my first memory of Taylor Swift. It was my 10th birthday and I was eating dinner like with my friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in the Embassy Suites in Atlanta. Fancy. I know it was kind of fancy. And two (laughs) friends from like different walks of life, like my babyhood friend and like my elementary school friend. And okay, you know, when you're young and like your friend groups meet and you're like, what is going on? And I was like, I still do that now. I know I do too, but I was like 10. (laughs) And I remember my like elementary school friend was sitting next to like my babyhood friend and they were singing our song and they were like, wait, do you know Taylor Swift? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what song is this? And they were like, oh, it's called Our Song by Taylor Swift. It's the best. And I went home, like YouTube. Did you watch the music video on YouTube? Yeah. Dead. I was like, Like her hair changes, I literally could not wrap my head around that music video, and oh, yeah, I was like was hooked one. ever since. And then that same friend from Babyhood introduced me to like I Heart Question Mark and I'd Lie, all the like unreleased songs on YouTube. Oh, like man. remember the early days of like the early two thousands of YouTube when it was like the lyric videos. Yeah. Like we were obsessed with How do you think this. I learned all the words to Superbase yeah. by Nicki Minaj? No, literally. And that then was how. When, fear, when like <laughs> Love Story came out, okay, back in the day, like when I could only listen to it on the radio, I have this other memory of like me being in the car with my family, like my mom, dad, and brother going home from somewhere and Love Story came on the radio and I <laughs> went feral and <laughs> I was like, everybody, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Like, I would force everyone in the car to, like, be absolutely silent so we could listen to a love story. Because, like, I only had it on the radio. Yeah. And YouTube was yeah. a huge, huge thing. You had to get on YouTube and watch all the music videos. Yeah. Yeah. Our song was such a good one. Love Story. I remember, because wasn't the guy in Love Story dating Miley Cyrus at the time? I think so. Like, and that like, crossover. Was like, I won't kiss him because, you yeah. know, I respect Miley. And I was like, okay. Yes. Stand-up woman. Yeah. I remember absolutely. my mom said, like... I was like, why doesn't my hair look like Taylor's? And my mom was like, oh, well, hers probably takes hours to do. And I cried because I thought that was like so mean of my mom to say. I'm like, how dare you assume that her hair well, isn't natural? That's hilarious because then in middle school, you know, same era of lo- having, you know, love story be our American Idol moment in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I curled my hair in those tight curls yeah. every day. Yeah. Like I, there is photo evidence of me out there looking absolutely ridiculous because I wanted to look like Taylor. Um, yeah. Again, and then, you know, growing up and then you get into like red and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, like if Taylor can wear those shoes, I can wear those shoes because we have giant feet and you know, it was, I just wanted to be her so bad. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 12. It was. I still want to be an her icon. at 24. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> um, so she like went through so much, like she's been through so much in public perception. Like she yeah. started off as this like baby newcomer like yeah. so young innocent like the hair her like fake southern accent what do you have thoughts on that I it's have, okay I I'm not mad about it like it's fine I don't know I you know my thought was like okay was she just that young when they moved to Nashville that she picked it up and I don't you know I I feel like there's a lot of country singers now that kind of emphasize the twang like yeah. I was listening to a TikTok from Kelsey Ballerini the other yeah. day and she is country, but her accent isn't very country. So I was like, you know, so I don't know. I don't really have any strong feelings about it. I do think it's funny with the re-recordings now that they're significantly less twangy, but I know I love maybe it's because she was like 15. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then the whole Kanye thing that kind of like at the time, like did wonders for her career. I'll say it. 
I think that, yeah. like, I don't know. I think it made a lot of people pay attention. I think it did too. I remember like a specific like quote headline from like a tabloid magazine that said, Kanye stepped on a kitten. And I don't know. That's just like <laughs> seared into my brain for some reason. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I remember thinking he did. <laughs> She was a kitten. What a jerk. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like it made a lot of people definitely pay attention. Yeah. Um, And because she was big then. But she wasn't It was the You Belong With Me video, right? Yeah. So she was big, but like, not like your parents would know who she was. But at that point, everyone knew who she was. Yeah. Because it's like, why is Kanye bullying this child? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it, it... it elevated her level of fame a little bit for sure. Um, yeah. Became more of a household name because Kanye stepped on a kitten in the kitten. I mean, it's an Taylor. iconic moment in pop culture. Like it it's is. one of the most. And like the way, the way that drama continued over the last decade is crazy. Yeah. It's Just like crazy. one of the biggest feuds in pop culture. And it has like a traceable like origin story. It, it was on TV. Yeah. yeah. We all I, saw it. Yeah, I remember like coming into school the next day in sixth grade and this girl was like, did you hear about Kanye? And I like didn't even know who Kanye was, but I was like, like Kanye Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I remembered. I don't remember that. I, I didn't sad. watch it live. Like I definitely didn't okay. watch it live, but I remember coming to school and people talking about it um, in the oh, headline, okay. of course. Um, the headline is crazy. Yeah. Good journalism. <laughs> Take notes. I know. You're right. So she had this, like, beloved, like, little kitten era, I guess we'll call it. And then we transitioned to, like, Red and 1989, which puts her in this kind of, like, boy crazy dating. Like, I remember the, like, it was a thing to, like, Google growing up Taylor Swift and and, like, screenshot all the, like, Google results because it was, like, Taylor Lautner, <laughs> Harry Styles, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Mayer, whatever. Oh, um, man. And that kind of, like, is when she became a little more, like, controversial, almost, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Like, she started getting a lot of, like, negative press. No one can stay, like, darling forever. No. There's always going to be something, which is, like, what scares me for, like, Olivia Rodrigo, someone who, like, I adore. It's, like, whenever I I see, like, a celebrity, like, a new celebrity getting, like, so much love and, like, so much attention, I'm always just, like, holding my breath, waiting for the pendulum to swing. It reminds me of the lucky one, the song by Taylor, where she's like, yeah, oh, this is what I wanted. And I know. Uh, the people before me were right when they fucked right off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, I, those two areas are so interesting to me because I feel like that was, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like everyone's like, oh, she's boy crazy. She's dating all these people, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you know how many boyfriends I had in high school? Like. Yeah. It just so happens that she's doing all of this publicly on this, this public platform. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like you kind of got to date around to figure out what you like. Of course. And like, why wouldn't she, you know? And it's just like, because it was her, like it was publicized so much more. I know. I feel like people kind of saw her as a little bit soft and they were like, Oh, she's dating all these people. Like, why is she doing that? Like, there must be something wrong with her. People started to pick apart her personality because it was like, Okay, we know her as the sweetheart, darling, um, super lyricist, whatever. Um, and then she's, but she's going through all these guys. That means yeah. there must be a side of her that we don't know. And yeah. it just became this really ugly thing. And like 
very anti-feminist, if you ask of me. Of course, yeah. Uh, but that was before. It was before, before times. times. Before times. People, like, and especially, like, teens these days, I feel like need, and I'm not trying to sound old, like, I'm really not that much older, but, like, you and I, like, remember a time before, like, Trump, and I feel like Trump's, I'm really trying to, I, sorry for, like, bringing up politics, but I'm not actually bringing up politics, like, no. I feel like there's a really, like, noticeable moment in, like, society where everything just, like, flipped, and yeah. for so much of the better, like, way more politically correct, like, way more feminist, like, everything just kind of, like, flipped, and I feel like a lot of it is, like, at least for me, and um, I think that it just kind of flipped, like, right around when, like, Trump, like, was running for president, but, like, people don't realize, like, before that, like, the, like, slut-shaming, like, the anti-feminist, the, like, all of that, and, like... The criticism of, like, body type, like, it was okay to say, like, oh, you know, you know, Taylor looks like she's put on a couple pounds. I remember like seeing like tabloids and stuff that would be like celebrity cellulite was like the cover and it was so normal. (laughs) I know. Like, and so it's like, you know, we, we leading up to, um, let's say leading up to reputation, right? So it's red 1989. She's dating around. This is the time she's struggling with her eating disorder because people are constantly looking at her. People are criticizing her body. Like we were just talking about. And then, you know, the, the whole country falls out of love with her. She disappears. Trump comes into the picture. You have this kind of defining moment of like the before and the after feminism. And then when Taylor's resurgence came in 2017, it was more like a huge, like, like, fuck you. I don't care what you have to yeah. say about me. And I feel like that coincided with a lot of what we're seeing now is like, you know, I can, I can date around. Yeah. I can look however I want. Um, I think it all happened at the same time. Yeah. It's all connected, which is interesting, but like people just don't realize like how different things were like 10 years ago, even less. Like it was normal, like that Jessica Simpson picture. Do you remember that? Like when she, there's this like, she got paparazzi, like it was like 10 years ago. It made headlines because, and I'll send you the picture. It's like her performing, like her first performance in however many years. And she just like, yes. And people were like, Jessica Simpson's a whale when she literally looked like now it's like, if you said that, you would get annihilated. But it was oh so normal. So normal. It was so normal. And then it's also like during that time, Taylor was what, 22 to 25? Yeah. Like I'm 24 and I'm pretty sure I went through second puberty at the age of 22 and 23. Yeah. Like my body does not look the same at all. Yeah. So it's like navigating all of that with yeah. just the hues of anti-feminism that are everywhere. Yeah. And then trying to have a career. And I could talk about this forever because I it just makes me wonder about the role of celebrity in yeah. society, oh and it's God. like why why do we do that to these people? It seems kind of silly, but yeah, it is like in the way that like these like female celebrities. I hate saying female. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Um, just like got popped, and like everything that they, they did at the time was just like under a microscope. Like Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, like they couldn't breathe without like being photographed everywhere. Like any mistake, anything. Yeah. And Taylor yeah, Swift so, is, like, really tame compared to, like, everything. I know. Not to, like, compare, but, like, there's not a lot of yeah. pictures of her, like, drunk, on drugs, like, at parties. Like, right. what's she going to do? Like, drink a bottle of wine and, like, play with her cats? Like, I know. Exactly. She's not that interesting. <laughs> Love her. Yeah I, mean, she's, she, yeah, I mean, she's not, you know, getting real sloppy. That's for sure. And that's, like, it could, like, it could have been so much worse. And it mm-hmm. just... Everybody decided to go for the nice, the nice person. Yeah. I don't know. 
So then, so we have all of that. So it, and that's when I kind of fell off. So I, Me too. yeah, it, it's okay. Like, and I can tell you why though. Cause I remember okay. exactly why it had nothing to do with like, oh my God, she's dating so many boys. Like, yeah. I couldn't have given less of a shit about that. Um, it was more like growing up, you know, debut fearless speak now red. Like I was so in love with country Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like 1989 was such a shift. And now I, I will shake my ass to 1989. Maturity is realizing that 1989 is that bitch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But when I, when it first came out, I remember sitting at my family desktop. Yeah. Watching the <laughs> shake it off music video being like, I was like, what is this? Witchcraft? Yeah. You know, yeah. like I was not prepared for it at all. And so, you know, for me, I was like this, I just like Taylor's other stuff more. And so yeah. I was, that's sort of where I lived and, 1989 that whole era happened and um and then she went away yeah and it was like oh yeah I think I felt pretty similar I was pretty into red for sure and then Mm -hmm. for me it was like the wait time between albums like I was pretty like flighty like in high school like if there wasn't new music I was like okay um (laughs) so like by the time like 1989 came out I was like oh and same with like shake it off I didn't I wasn't really into that Um, and then I was, I had this whole like hippie thing going on in high school. Like, it's just so humiliating, but like, (laughs) I was really into like the Grateful Dead and like the Eagles, like Joe Walsh and like, that's, that's called taste. I like, I thought I was so cool. I would like, oh my God, this is so humiliating. I wore like, had a face. tie-dyes to school every day, like my tie-dyes and my chacos and like my, uh, like a flannel over it, like carried my Nalgene. And I was like, oh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, cute. Um, I'm going to go listen to the Beatles, <laughs> which <laughs> humiliating. Um, that, but that's like cool again now. So you I, can bring that back, the chacos and the Nalgene. I, no, I converted cool. to Tevas actually recently. Um, oh, yeah. I just like their designs. I'm a Birkenstock but... girl myself, so yeah. They make my feet smell bad. Birkenstocks, kinda. Yeah, that's yeah. It's the foot, but your foot oils are getting old. I know. Okay, um, that's so funny. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know if I went through like a actively I hate Taylor Swift phase, but it was like it wasn't like a hate. It was more. I of, fell off a yeah. little bit. Just and because... also like the sing like 1989. Like she didn't release the best songs as singles. Well, she never does. That's she never thing. does. And no, like, yeah, like shake it off. That was such an intentional move. Yeah. It was because she wants to throw you off the scent of what the rest of the album is going to be. Same thing mm-hmm. she did with like me. And um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, you need to calm down. Yeah. Look what you say, made me do kind of. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that one kind of vibes with the rest of the yeah. album, but I feel like she's always trying to make you. But like, that's what why? is making being a fan so fun, though. Right. Yeah. Like, like, you never know what the hell's going to happen when you open the whole album. Like, 1989 has some of the most, like, awakening pop songs, like, clean. When I first heard that song, like, two years ago, like, I listened to it for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, this song is a masterpiece. Like, yeah. and Wonderland is such a good one. I love the bonus tracks of 1989. So good. I love those. Yeah. They're so good. Uh, I just say my Tumblr handle, which we'll talk about soon. Okay. Um, was James Dean Daydream. Oh, that's such a good one. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is funny because it's not like style is even like my favorite song. It's just, what a good lyric. Yeah, that is such a good lyric. Um, So it was that. And then, of course, 
everything that happened with Kanye in the summer of 2016. I like remember watching all of that go down. I was at working at camp at the time, summer camp, I was a counselor. And I remember like being in my bed, like trying to like catch up on what was going on, but I just couldn't really wrap my head around it. And I didn't really have any sort of allegiance at all. Like, it was yeah. pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, that was crazy. That was crazy. Cause it was like, I don't know, knowing now what we know now about how it really went down. Yeah. The whole, the phone call and, and all that is like, I don't know. It makes me really sad that everybody suddenly just decided to believe that. Yeah. But it all like came. And also like think about the level of planning that you need to have yeah. to like swindle somebody and then go and edit a phone call. Are you yeah. s- like, like what kind of, like, are you like that person's going to be on Dateline eventually if you're planning that far ahead. You know yeah. What I mean? It's nuts but everything like did work out eventually it just took like four years to everyone like to believe her i know but it is painful so then she went into hiding for like a year yeah and then releases reputation reputation is my entire personality yeah yes it's it's the best that was my freshman year of college yeah i remember when it came out and i was sitting in my dorm with my roommate and i was like oh taylor swift just dropped a new album and I don't know if this was the pre-Spotify days. I don't yeah. remember what, what platform I was listening on, but I was listening to like the, oh no, maybe it was on Spotify. Anyway, I was listening to like little clips of all the songs. No, I remember listening to Look What You Made Me Do. I was laying in my bed. Evelyn, my roommate was asleep, had my headphones in and I heard it was like, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. And I was like, why? <laughs> I know. I was like, where is she? <laughs> and the, the bad bitchery of that yeah. song, I was like, Oh no, like yeah. this is my entire personality. Yeah, new oh. personality downloading. Literally. Yeah. I think I, if I went in my closet right now, I could probably pull out like 10 outfits that were directly inspired by the reputation. Yeah. Era. <laughs> I remember listening to that for the first time. I was on the treadmill and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. But it was a little too avant garde for me. I was like, I don't really, really? know about all this. Even yeah. after the transition to 1989, you were like, eating. I was just like, what is going on here? And then I didn't listen to any of the other songs. And then I like, I was not convinced after that. And then I remember, okay, so now we're at like, so that was my sophomore year. And so then we're at like my junior year of college, maybe towards the end. And I had, I was putting my makeup on, getting ready to like black out somewhere. And, um, (laughs) and I had like a Spotify playlist going and I hear the most, beautiful fun pop song in the world and it's like um lord save me my drug is my baby i've been doing for the rest and i'm like yeah and i'm like running over to my computer what is this masterpiece and i'm like taylor what is that melody (laughs) literally and i was like oh that can't be and then that song like i was obsessed with and i was like okay just this one and then um, one. <laughs> just the, I get one Taylor Swift song as a treat. And yeah. then like the summer. So then it was the summer of 2019. And you, we'll get to this in a second, have your, you go to Taylor Swift's house. And I like I hear do. that from you, like th- through a group text. And I'm like, what? And you kind of give like a little bit of an explanation. And just like hearing about it, I was like, wait, that's the coolest thing ever. And then like Taylor Swift's about to release an album. So I made the conscious decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back into Taylor Swift. I'm so glad I could do that for you. You did. So I was like, clearly there's something I'm missing. So like Lover comes out and then I'm fully back on the train. Loved Lover. Singles were 
questionable, but I did like it a lot. I ended up like writing an album review for like a class that I took and then, and then I was hooked. And then like, by the time like folklore was out, I was already back on the stand train. Like I, and then I've been standing ever since. Yeah. Reputation was my, my onboarding. Okay. That was when I came back and then it got really, I don't know if I, I got really kind of obsessed my sophomore year of college. Like that's when I got real into the fandom. Yeah. So let's get into it. So you were invited to Taylor Swift's house as part of Taylor Swift's secret sessions. Yes. Um, So walk me through it, set the stage. Sure. How did it happen? So like I said, it was my sophomore year of college. I got really, really obsessed to the point where I was like, I think all my friends are going to start hating me if I keep like talking about all this and whatever. So I was like, okay, maybe I should just go on the internet like everybody else. Um, And I decided to join Tumblr, which was intentional because I felt like Tumblr was a lot smaller. You know, there's this fandom was smaller. I was like, okay, maybe I could actually meet some people here. It felt more accessible to me, which is funny because I had no freaking clue how to operate Tumblr. Yeah. Like it, I don't know if you've ever used Tumblr, but it Please, is. Please, of course. I was an OG Tumblr like in 2012 through 2014. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe you can explain to me why it's so damn hard to like get any traction on that platform. I don't know. So Tumblr's interesting because I have this one specific like meme that I remember and it's a picture of a brick wall where it says like, I can't remember, but it's like some implication of how like once you like understand how Tumblr works, you don't leave. It's like this crazy thing and it takes a while to like get into and like to understand Tumblr. Like I tried to use it like two or three times and like couldn't get into it, couldn't figure it out, didn't know who to follow, didn't know what to do, like didn't know anything. And then I gave it like one more shot and then I got really into Tumblr and I had like a few blogs. I racked up like 1500 followers on one of my blogs. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. good. And I made some friends on it, um, you know, developed like a healthy eating disorder. Um, So it was, it was good. (laughs) did we all? (laughs) Uh, Pro Anna. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing on Tumblr. Um, I was just like, okay, I'm going to follow all these Taylor Swift tags. I'm going to follow a bunch of stands and just kind of like be able to participate in that community because it was like, I wanted to talk about this and I wanted to dissect all the lyrics and and whatever. Um, in, in a place that other people cared just as much as I did. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get on Tumblr because uh, Instagram is huge. Um, I don't even know what was it. What what were the other options at that time? Twitter. Yeah. uh, Toxic. No. Um, so that, that was out. Uh, so I started doing that and that was, um, probably early 2019 and I was like oh my god like this is so weird like I thought I was so weird um but I was just like nah, whatever so I was doing that um and then you know I met some people I ended up in like a group chat with some people um that were all stands and that was pretty chill and actually really nice yeah um Especially when, you know, as we get further into 2019 like more stuff about lovers coming out and, yeah. and that kind of stuff so Anyway, I think it was June of 2019, I posted something on Tumblr. There was, like, some kind of, like, oh, share um, a story about, like, chronic illness or health or maybe it was disability. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I posted a picture of – so I have scoliosis. Um, I slept in a brace for four and a half years, and it's, like, something I deal with every single day. But when I was a 
I don't know, maybe I was a freshman or a sophomore in college. I worked, I interned at this women's magazine. It was yeah. like a local startup. Yeah. And I did this like photo shoot. Uh, my friend painted my, my back yeah. in like the shape of my spine. So you could see the curvature and took some really beautiful photos of like the light. So you could see like, yeah. um, I don't want to call it a deformity, but like the, the way that like part of my rib cage stuck out and like, yeah. I can, I can send those to you, but yeah, I posted that and I was like, you know, this is, this is something that I deal with every day. It's like very chronic pain, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, Taylor's always showed me that it's okay to be yourself, um, blah, 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 whatever. So I posted that and then it just was like, okay, whatever. And then left. And then I come back on Tumblr. It's completely blown up. Um, Taylor liked it. Oh my God. That's why. So like I have a screenshot of it in her like Tumblr feed, like, oh, Taylor Swift liked this post. I like immediately sweat through my shirt. Yeah. I was like, and I, I had like 10 followers on Tumblr. It wasn't like, I wasn't any kind of like flagship Tumblr yeah. girl, you know, yeah, I was yeah. just kind of there in the background. I was background noise. Yeah. And then somebody decided like, oh, this is a cool picture of your back and like shared it. Taylor liked it. So immediately freaking freaked out. Yeah. Sweat through my shirt, whatever. Didn't think anything about it. So fast forward to end of July. Um, one day I open Tumblr and I have a DM mm-hmm. from Taylor Nation, which I'm sure you're familiar, but it's yeah. like Taylor's like team. Yeah. Like, people that run her like, accounts, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And it was like, oh, hey, we noticed you've been a really good fan. We would love some more information from you, blah, blah, blah. And I knew what the hell that meant. Yeah. I was like, because at this point she had done um, secret sessions for... I mean, Red sort of did one. Yeah. So explain what a secret session is, first of all. So a secret session, they started, I think, technically, officially with 1989. So 1989, Reputation, Lover. So Taylor handpicks a group of fans to come to one of her houses, and you hang out there with other fans, and eventually Taylor, and you listen to the album before it comes out. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a... Thanks for being a cool fan. Like you get early access to the album. Yeah. And you go to Taylor Swift's house and then meet Taylor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Like just yeah. crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. So I got that DM. I knew exactly what it meant. Um, I gave them information. It was like, here's my name. Here's my birthday. Like, I'm sure they were background checking me. Yeah. One of the questions was, have you ever met Taylor? And I was like, no. Yeah. Um, were you freaking yeah. out when you were typing this? I was like. I was alone. I was home alone. And I was like, is anyone else seeing this? Me to my yeah. cats. Like, hello? Um, freaking out. Nobody's home. So I can't even tell anybody what's going on. Yeah. And um, uh, eventually, I get, I get a phone call from New York City. Mm-hmm. And I answer it. And it's Taylor Nation. And yeah. they're like, hey, we want to invite you to a special event August 4th um, in Nashville. Here's all the information that you need. And at this point, my mom and my sister had finally gotten home. I'm yeah. absolutely losing my mind. I, I kept it cool on the phone. Yeah. And then I hung up and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Nashville. I'm going to meet Taylor. I'm sobbing. Oh um, my God. Like, I'm probably sweating through my shirt again. Because like my main emotion is sweat. Of course. Usually. Yeah. No matter what happens. Yeah. So that was when I found out. So then I had to get to Nashville somehow. And at this point, I was in Cleveland. So it was like a six hour drive, seven hour drive. Mm-hmm. We had to like completely plan a weekend in Nashville because the event was on a Sunday. 
Ugh. So my mom and I events on Sundays, Nashville. Sunday weddings, Sunday anything. I'm like, dude, you gotta make it. I know. And wait till you hear how long I was there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we went down to Nashville for the weekend and it's so funny. I was remembering, um, on the way, you know, I had packed like a specific outfit cause yeah. I knew, I knew what was happening and we're like halfway there. And I was like, Oh mom, like, did you grab that garment bag out of the dining room? And she goes, no, I thought you grabbed it. And I was like, Oh my God, mom. Absolute panic. My dad ends up shipping it to our hotel oh overnight. God. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Just what was in the garment to... bag? It was just like a regular ass, like striped button down shirt that I just really, it was like my favorite shirt at the time. Okay. It was so comfy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I need. Like, You've got to bring shirt, the good the... shirt. My best shirt. Yeah. Yes. I have to wear that. So um, we drove down to Nashville. We spent the weekend... Friday, Saturday there. It was so fun. I had never been to Nashville. Yeah. Of course, I was only like 20 at the time, so no yeah. drinking. But no drinking. We still had a great time. The food's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, so the event was Sunday. And this is when I'm starting to notice like a lot more. So did they pay for your hotel? No. Oh, cheapskates. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that <laughs> that's, a, that's a point of contention. Okay. I think. We'll, get, we'll like, unpack the controversy. Yeah, the controversy. <laughs> um. So I'm starting to notice like a lot more people, you know, at this specific hotel, the, the meetup point, whatever. So let me back up a second. Before this, they had sent me an email that was like, here's all the information that you need. Um, you can tell no one any of this. You cannot even tell people that like you are going to Nashville pretty much. Yeah. Like so many things. I had to sign um, an NDA so and jealous. I'm telling you right now, yeah. like. You could have handed me the nuclear codes, and I would have been like, "Nah." Taylor Swift NDA, defend it with my life. Yeah, of course. Like, no, no question. Of no question. What, what did like I've okay? My one of my lifelong dreams is to sign an NDA. Um, <laughs> I I don't. It doesn't matter like what it's for. Like even if it's for like nothing, I just like would love to tell people that I've signed an NDA. Like it how was, thick was the stack? Like what did the letterhead say? Here, I'll pull it up. I oh my still God. have it because I don't. Yeah, send it wait, send emails. it to me, and I'll put it in the. Instagram assets, if you're allowed. I don't know if I am allowed, but okay, I can I can tell you some of the. Um, hold on, I gotta find it. I guess, let's see here. Oh no, that's Ticketmaster. <laughs> um, I just had it up uh, the other day. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. So uh, another thing I forgot. So if you were under 18 and got invited to this, you had to bring like a parent yeah. or a chaperone. So had I been under 18, my lovely mother would have gotten to go. And she was very jealous. Yeah. Um, but I can talk about that more in a second. But so the NDA was like... Um, like you... <laughs> You agree, you know, no communications about this. You agree to maintain the highest degree of confidentiality with respect to any and all confrontation, uh, confidential information. Um, what is the, like, or you're subject to? Like, fines, imprisonment? Let, let, let me see. Hold on. So it says, you know, you're 
you acknowledged that before, during, or after the event, you may be exposed to information and materials of a confidential nature, including but not limited to unreleased photos, videos, musical sound recordings, information about music production, and song titles. Credits and lyrics for the artist's forthcoming entitled album, album entitled Lover, that cannot be shared with the general public until or unless the information has been disclosed by the public, to the public by the company. Wow. Crazy. Okay, let's see. Where is the... So it says, the laws of the state of Tennessee, United States of America, without regard to its choice of law provisions, shall govern this release of liability and confidentiality agreement. By signing this, you agree to the exclusive personal jurisdiction of the state and federal courts located in Nashville. So it just says, like, you're going to court. Okay. Got it. (laughs) So, yeah. So I had to sign that. Okay. And then um, Sunday... So it started at four. You had to meet like outside of the hotel at four. And there were so many people and they all knew each other. Oh, that's so annoying. And I was like, uh, you know, again, I said I was background noise on Tumblr, which is not, I'm not even joking. Like that was exactly what I was. But all these people, you know, a lot of these people, it was like their community. It's what they did. They were all their friends and stuff. And so they're saying, and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so awkward for me because I don't know anybody. Yeah. So anyway. Um, they, you come up, the group collects, they take you to one of like the ballrooms at the hotel mm-hmm. and they, they check you in. You like show them your ID. You have to give up every personal item on yeah. your person, phone, whatever, whatever you brought with you yeah. had to go. Side note, during this time I was taking Accutane for my acne. Okay. And if you're familiar with. Are you familiar with that? I am familiar. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a bomb goes off in your system pretty much. And you, you're just Ugh. dry. Everything okay. is dry. The inside of your nose, your eyes, your lips. Yeah. So dry. I, have I had that. chapstick on me constantly. Yeah. I had to give up my chapstick. Oh my God. Let me keep the chapstick. And so. I can't. We'll come back to that point later. Yeah. Um, so you give everything up and then they seat you in rows. And at this point, like, I was like, oh my God, I don't know anybody. And I started chatting with people and everybody was so nice and just excited to be there that yeah. you could talk to anybody. And eventually, um, they load you onto like a coach bus. Yeah. Like a, not like a tour bus. Like yeah. A, yeah like I just get it. a coach bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, they put you on the bus and they were doing this in, in waves. So yeah. a group would get on the bus and it would go. And then, so we got on the bus with my new friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know these people and we're all holding hands. And I was like, this is fine. I, I love that. I know. It was just so, so quickly bonded. Yeah. Get on the bus. We're driving around and I have no concept of how long this bus ride was. Yeah. Like maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but I swear to God, the bus driver was like driving in circles to like yeah. kind of throw you off as to yeah. where you were going. Oh my God. Not that I knew where I, I was. Have, like, I was blindfolded you guys. It's what it felt like. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where I was. Yeah. So eventually we end up in like a residential area. The bus slows down and to the left, these big gates like start to open up mm-hmm. and it turns into the, into the driveway and we are at Taylor's house in Nashville, which I think is technically her mom's house, but it's like an old, it's a historic home. Yeah. It's like an old diplomat's home. It's, it's white, has columns. Um, it just, and it's actually kind of modest looking. I know I just said it's white with columns, but it's like, you know, kind of short, more long, if you will. Yeah, like ranch style. Yeah, sort of ranchy, but like cozy. So like it looked really homey. Yeah. 
Um, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is the house of like a multimillionaire. You yeah. know what I mean? But it was a really nice house. So we get off the bus and it's raining and they're like, don't run. If you slip and get hurt, like, I'm we'll sure that you. was just yeah. an insurance nightmare. Yeah. They just throw you in the bushes and they don't come back for you. Yeah. Um, so then at this point, you know, we had gone through some level of security at the hotel, but now they're like wanding you to make mm. sure you don't have anything on you. They wristband you. And then they just like kind of set you off into her backyard and um, you come around and it's, um, I mean, it's beautiful. It's like the, this pool, yeah. um, pool deck, pool house. Um, and in the pool house, you know, there was a whole spread of food, like pizza, chicken nuggets, like all this other stuff, like good stuff. Um, she's a smart water girl. I love okay. smart water. So yeah. that was exciting. So you go through the buffet. There's like a whole bunch of like candy, like little lover M&Ms and yeah. a bunch of cute stuff. <laughs> it's so funny because you get to the end of the buffet and in the pool house and then you come to the end of the pool house and there's like another hallway connecting to the rest of the house. And you come in, there's a spiral staircase going to the upstairs of the pool house where there's like a bathroom and like yeah. a lounge or something. And I look up and there's a giant photo of Taylor, her parents and, and Austin mm-hmm. on vacation. Oh my like God. a giant family photo of them like on vacation. Like never before seen, probably. I had never seen it. It yeah. was like one of the ones like you're like, oh, take our picture. We're on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> going up the spiral staircase next to that, it's like fearless platinum yeah you know like all of her like records like going up the spiral staircase and that's when I was like oh what the fuck yeah uh you know so then I'm just eating my chicken nuggets hanging out and you know meeting people and chatting and yeah at some point I saw Scott Swift her dad like walk through this like little door I know because I was like looking because you know how she lurks yeah those videos of her like I was trying to see her but I saw Scott which was funny that is funny um and then let's see after we all ate and kind of met we, at some point, were shuffled into the secret session room. And it was funny because everyone was sort of gathering by these, I don't know if they were French doors, but they were like these, these doors that looked like windows and they yeah. were kind of skinnier than French doors, but leading into something that looked like a living room. And everybody was like gathered there, like waiting for them to open the doors as if, you know, they, everybody wanted a good seat. And like, at this point, I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Like, just chill. Have a good time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was of the mentality. I was like, if I lose my mind, I will mm-hmm. not remember this. So I was really trying to yeah. stay calm. And so yeah. at some point, they open a side door to the house. Not even that. Those doors. And we go through, like, a hallway in the house around to the room. And in this hallway, it's, like, another giant picture of Taylor and Austin together. Mm-hmm. Like, family photos everywhere long hallway, come around. Everybody's sitting on the floor. I guess there was pillows and blankets. I didn't remember that because I wasn't like fighting people for a good seat. Um, yeah. So were we're all sitting fighting? in there. I mean, people were like aggressive. Like they really wanted to get, so really? the room setup was like, there was a chair in the corner. There was like a sound system, yeah. like two speakers on this little bar area. Yeah. So very clearly like Taylor was going to sit here. So people like wanted to be over there. And there was a lot yeah. of people. And so this secret session, we later find out, had 113 people, which is way bigger than it okay. usually is. And the reason for that is... Yeah. How big was usually it usually? She, so, um, I don't know. Probably, probably like half that, maybe. Because okay. what yeah. usually happens is she has them, you know, 
Nashville, LA, London, um, okay. Rhode Island. The Rhode Island one had gotten yeah. compromised. Somebody had leaked the information. And that house, because it's Ooh. on the beach, um, it's really hard to secure security-wise. Yeah. So they weren't confident that they could have the secret session there and make sure it yeah. was safe for everybody. So the people that were invited to Rhode Island were invited to Nashville with us. Obviously not everybody okay. can make it. Okay. But still, there was like, there was a lot of people here and it's not a very big room. Yeah. So we're all jammed in there sitting mm -hmm. down on the floor. Um, and at some point, you know, Taylor does the thing where she just runs and she's like, Hey guys. And everybody, like, it was just oh the most God. deafening scream I've ever heard in my whole life. People were crying. It was yeah. like, and I think I was just sitting there like, like, I, I yeah, just crazy. So and there were people, so shocked. People there that were younger than me, I think, were like having a complete meltdown. Not okay. No. Oh, yeah. no. Like, like how young? Crying. Like 15. I don't know, maybe okay. younger. I have no idea. Like, with the people that came yeah. with like their parent, their parental chaperones. Yeah. Like completely losing their mind. The yeah. older, the older kids, if you will, we were all like, <laughs> yeah, you know, two very different yeah. reactions. So Taylor comes in, um, she sits in that chair and, you know, she kind of gives us the rundown and reiterates like, Hey, like this is really confidential. This, it's really important to me that you're here, but it's also really important to me that you kind of keep this between us. And I was like, anything you want, I will do anything you tell me to do right yeah. now. I'll do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And so then we went through the album and each song, you know, she, she chatted about, you know, what it meant to her or, you know, how it came about or, you know, just little details about it, which was really, really nice. We yeah. skipped the ones that were singles at that point. Um, so like me and you need to calm down. And I think we might've skipped, I don't know if lover was out by then, but um, yeah, the Archer, I think was the single. We skipped the ones that were out because she's like, I want to make sure I have time to meet everybody. And you guys have all heard these anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Smart. And it, that was a long album, right? That was a long, yeah. long album. So we yeah. went through all of it. Um, I'm not sure. Technically my NDA probably doesn't count if it's been released, right? Yeah. I was just like a couple details that I remember. Like I said, the album was so long that there's so many details that I can't remember. Yeah. But um, like the first track, I forgot that you existed. She said was, um, you know, it's supposed to be like a transition between reputation and lover because like it still has those sort of yeah. like reputation-y sort of sentiments, but in like a yeah. more like fun pop kind of way. Um, yeah. And, you know, throughout all this too, she was talking about her relationship with Joe and which was just so lovely. Like oh my God. Yeah. she was just so very clearly happy. And she talked about, you know, Cornelia street and how special that place was to them. Um, what else? Oh, um, death by a thousand cuts a song that I just love was inspired by the movie. Someone great. Okay. You know yeah. You know I think I just with, watched um, that recently. Yeah. The girl from Jane, the Virgin, Gina, Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. Remember. Okay, wait. Actually, no, I haven't seen it. I was thinking of Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton. Oh, don't watch this it. is so. This one is fairly new. Came out in the last few years. Oh, it's when um Lizzo's Truth Hurts song like took off. It's that. Yes. That movie. Okay. Yes. 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 That. So she said she watched that, and then she called her mom, just like crying, saying it was like you know it just really moved her. Yeah. Um. So that there was that. Um. She did leave the room. For soon you'll get better. Yeah. Um, at the time, that song was still really, really raw. 
like she's like I haven't listened to it since I recorded the masters for it um Mm -hmm. you know my family and I decided it was a really important song to put out but it's just not something that I can listen to yeah which is that's about her mom's cancer journey yeah right and then when COVID happened that's the song she performed on whatever yeah um I can't remember what it was but it was some like concert series and that was so incredibly moving for me because I knew how difficult it was yeah for her to sing that or even acknowledge that that song existed. Yeah. Um, that was the one that has the, Di- the Dixie Chicks on it, too. Yeah. The so, Chicks. The ch- oh, you're right. Oh, that's yeah. right. The chicks. I know. Crazy. It's so, Forget- like, new. Forget- it's hard to get used to. Yeah. I know. Um, so, let's see. What else? But, yeah. So, anyway, we went through. Um, I'm try- I have, like, a list of notes here, too. Uh, there were some digs at Scooter. Oh, Ron. really? Yeah. I can't remember the context, but I know that somebody was like the only scooter we like at some point. And I was like, okay. facts. Clever. Um, let's see. So that's all I really remember about yeah. the songs. Um, I remember every song. I was like, oh, this is my favorite. Oh, no, yeah. this is my favorite. Um, <laughs> no, that one, my, okay, is definitely my favorite. Exactly. No, I think my favorite favorite, though, leaving that was actually Paper Rings, which is really? like. That's such like a skip for me. Is it? So yeah. <laughs> later, after the secret session, fast forward a little bit. Yeah. That's the one I kept humming, like the, the song that actually yeah, stuck yeah. in my head. Okay. And um, yes. people would be like, what's that? But I'm, like, I'm legally obligated to not tell you. I can't. Like, I can't. Oh, I can't. Oh my God. I would do that shit all the time. Like hum it and be like, oh, sorry. I can't tell I know. you. I, I was like, you can find out in 20 days yeah. when it comes out or whatever. Yeah. I was such a jerk. Oh my God. I would be um, too. So you finished so the yeah, songs. So we, so we finished all the songs mm-hmm. and then, um, she's like, you know, now it's like, I'm going to meet you guys. And so they took us out of the room, back out onto the patio and, um, I, a couple minor details here. I was so nervous throughout this whole experience. I think I peed in her house, not on the floor. Like I went to the bathroom <laughs> in her house. Like, like do you like kneel over times. like a plant? <laughs> no. Talk. Okay. They did provide facilities. Um, yeah. But the bathroom upstairs of the pool house was really old. Like, okay. like I said, it's a historical house. So yeah. I feel like that bathroom like just took forever for like the tank to refill. Yeah. So, and the toilet was really small. It's so random, but. No, um, I love those kinds of details. <laughs> so I swear to God, I peed like five times. And yeah. then at one point, you know, we all get moved out to the patio and I was like, shit, I have to pee again. Just because my anxiety was so high. Um, they let me back into the room that we had just come come from yeah. there was another door that apparently was a bathroom i opened it. it was like this entirely gold bathroom whoa the whole thing was gold and i was like ah uh. and then i shut the door i sit down on the toilet you know, shut the door sit on the toilet and they have an effing mirror on the back of the door wow so you have to look at yourself while you pee oh my god yeah and i was like this is so meta right now i'm sitting on taylor swift's toilet her in butt her house. has probably touched that her butt and my butt have like, touched now. That is insane. You guys are like butt sisters. We are butt sisters. And then we, I, I'm looking at myself during this experience and I'm like, yeah. what is happening to me? Yeah, what a reality check. What a strange thing. So anyway, they take us out and patio and we're all just kind of hanging out. And the way that they do the meet and greet was the first group of people were people that were like younger than 18 that had a parent with them. So they yeah. did that in alphabetical Those order. Pussies. Um, yeah, the, the children. Yeah, the babies. Um, the babies. And they would call you to the side door of the house mm-hmm. into a hallway, and then you would just kind of, like, disappear and not come back. Yeah. Um, and so they went through 
all the 18s, under 18s, and then they restarted the alphabet with everybody else. But, and this is by last name. Yeah. So I am like way down there. Yeah. And I have no idea. I have no concept of time. I have no clue. I spent so much time on this like little like day bed in her pool house, just like laying there talking with people about life. And a lot of us at the time were in college or some people were applying to college and yeah. just like a little bonding moment. Yeah. Yeah. And time is going by and like, no phones, was, no watch. No, no, no phones, no watch, yeah. no chapstick. Like, there's no chapstick. Oh my god. Yeah. Lips, dying. Drying. Yeah. So dead. Her security is like regularly like checking the bushes with their flashlights to make sure that nobody's gonna come like crashing through. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I have no idea how how much time has passed, and um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was like that meme. Do you remember that meme of the kid that was like laying next to the pool and like running his hands? Yes, in the water? yes, yes. People were doing that. Yeah. Oh my god. People. They brought out. Oh my gosh. I'm just now remembering this. People. The Taylor Nation brought out like towels to use as blankets because it was getting late and it was cold. Wow. And then, it's like fire festival. It. Yeah. So people are like playing with the the water. The water. In the pool. We have <laughs> towels as blankets. So. Come to find out eventually, it was, like, at this point, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We had gotten there at 4 yeah. p.m. Yeah. That's crazy. I haven't been called back yet. So, anyway, we'll fast forward. So, I, they said that I was on deck. You know, I was going to be, I was coming up. They call you back into the side door, into this hallway. Same yeah. one that has the black and white photo of, of Taylor and Austin. Yeah. And at this point, I'm, like, quaking. One, I look like yeah. a rat because I have been at her house now for <laughs> 10 hours. Um, no chapstick, mind you. Okay. So I'm Lips, sitting in this like, hallway. Lip chap flying everywhere. I, oh my God. So red. It looked like I was wearing lipstick. Like it was so painful. <laughs> Kids, if you're listening, if anybody ever tells you to take Accutane, don't. Just go see an esthetician. It'll save you. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. So I'm standing in this hallway with the girl from Taylor Nation that's calling people back in security. And me being like my anxious rat looking mess that I am, I'm like trying to make them laugh. I'm like, why are you doing that? And I just yeah. kept like cracking jokes. Yeah. Because at the end of this hallway, it's like, I literally <laughs> feel like Alice in Wonderland. It's like a white hallway, black yeah. and white tile floors. There's like four steps that go down halfway through the hallway. And there's just these two white doors. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, I was just so yeah. bizarre. And then they call, you know, security is like, okay, you can move forward to the door now and they'll let you in. And so I like walk down and I'm like, again, I probably had to pee again and I'm sweating. Yeah. Um, they open the door and they're like, oh, you can come in. And I walk in and it's like kind of the, the foyer, not the foyer, like the, the parlor. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of like a sitting yeah, room, yeah, like parlor, a for- more formal sitting room. I walk in and yeah. there's like a group of people. I think Tree, Tree Payne was there, if you're familiar with Tree. Yeah. For a so that's Taylor Swift's publicist. Insane yeah. job. Crazy. I'm, she, she was there through the whole yeah. thing. Um, Valeria, who took the pictures for Lover, was also there, which was really cool. Yeah. So I walk yeah. in and then I look to my left and there's Taylor Swift. And she's like, hi, yeah. Samantha. And I was like, please call me Sam. That's the first did thing I said. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, no, you no, corrected you her. Me. I did. Wow. 
I, I did, but she's like, oh my gosh, you're such a night owl. Like, you know, she's been spending so much time with night people. Owl. That Against your will. Like. I was like, well, now it's morning. <laughs> yeah. Morning. Um, so then the first thing I noticed was that in person, she is so much more petite. Like really? she is delicate yeah. in real life. Which for me, I was, I, I think I'm, I'm, I am taller than her. I know that for a fact now because I stood next to her, but yeah it's so funny because i always think of that picture of her with bruno mars at the vmas where of course she, like she could like step on him yeah and then i met her Seared in real life and she's brain. so much more petite and i was like oh my god uh if you ever put me in front of a camera i don't think i would fit in the frame like just compared to her um and yeah. so we yeah she's just so much more petite in person which is crazy i don't know that's that really mm-hmm. struck me um, and so we're standing in front of her fireplace. She has all of her AMAs on, or like so many sharp, yeah. clear, what are they? Pyramids. And yeah. we're, we're chatting. Um, you know, at that, at that point she had also just come from London. The London secret session was before this. And so yeah. she was like, Oh, I was like, Oh yeah. Are you jet lagged? Like, how are you feeling? Um, and she was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired, but like, I'm having so much fun. Um, I t- and then I like got the chance to tell her I was, you know, exactly what I told you. Like, thank you for being such mm-hmm. a role model, especially for me, like when I've been so insecure about my body and my appearance and all that kind of stuff growing up. And she was like, well, you look fantastic. Like you look so great. Um, I told her that I wanted to get a tattoo on her handwriting. And she said that she wasn't allowed to like give me anything, but she wanted to see a picture when it was done. So um, what else? Oh yeah. We were like holding hands the whole time. <gasps> oh my Just, God. Like, my hands would be sweating. Her hands were like, again, were they like, soft and cold? They were like, they were not cold, but they were just like, perfect. Again, so delicate. Like, yeah. she's crazy. So, I just want to, like, you know? Yeah, she's small. Um, she's, she's small. She is small. Um, we, I have, my, I'm looking at my notes right now. She said, um, we talked about, you know, came down from Cleveland and she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It's such a long drive. Um, let's see. So, uh, I, then we, uh, I don't know, just kept chatting for a little bit. And then she's like, we got to take a picture. And I was like, you're right. Yes. And I was like, you know, so she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, let's just like pose, like, you know, stand. So we stand just together. Like, I don't know. Like the arms picture, around I, each other or what? Yeah. 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 Just kind of like, like yeah. I don't know. It looks like we're friends. People say the picture makes us look like sisters, which I'm like, that is the best compliment yeah. has ever given me. Um, so we took the picture and she's like, and it wasn't just like somebody with like an iPhone. You know what I mean? Like they had like a full camera. They were like really angling for the best shot. Good. Uh, I know they, no, no question about it. Yeah. I did deserve it. You're right. Um, and then we looked at it. She's like, let's look at it and make sure you like it. Like, do you like it? And I was like, God, my, my hair looks kind of flat. I was like, what do you think? And she looks at me and she fixes my hair. Like she fluffs up my hair, like adjusts it. She's like, okay, don't move. Now we're going to see the picture. The way that I would die she, I could. I. She touched me. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so we took a picture, and it's, it's the picture turned out so cute. And then you know we sort of said our goodbyes. They gave me like a gift bag, um, with some merch in it, which was cool. And then she was like, "It was so great to meet you." And then they send you out the front door, and you get on the bus, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what did I miss? <laughs> 
And then yeah. they took me home. And it was at this um, point, it's like 530 in the morning. <laughs> that's insane. I just love that story. And that like hearing you talk about it, like after you'd win, it changed my whole perspective of Taylor Swift. The fact that like she really? does that, like, yeah, yeah, like that she would do that for people and like do all these nice things. And I think I remember you telling me that she intentionally gave like hijabi women like long sleeve t-shirts. Yeah. And she just like yeah. knew like what, like she yep. just knows. Yeah, she did know that. So, okay, what what was, like, Taylor Nation like? Like, who, what kind of people work there? They are, um, they're very serious, I would say. But Mm -hmm. also, like, not to the point where it's, like, cold. Like, they take their job very seriously. Um, Were they, like, in their 20s, 30s? Like, how old were they? They were, I would say 20s. Maybe late 20s. Okay. Like there's, mostly there's women, do you think? Yeah, mostly women. Mostly women. Okay. Um, at least the ones that I saw that were kind of yeah. running the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I got the girl that was in the hallway to crack a couple laughs, which I thought was That's pretty good. solid. <laughs> it's the craziest job. It kind of feels like, like it's such a, like they scout people online and maybe Taylor Swift does too, but they like get to just make people's yeah. days, like lives. So sh- she said, I thank you for saying that because I almost forgot. She said that everybody that was there, like, you know, she had personally picked. Um, so wow. the, when she liked my post, this is my theory. She took a screenshot of that and passed on to Taylor Nation was like, I want her to come. Like, I want you to invite her. So she's like insane. She did emphasize. She's like, I did pick all of you. Like, I wanted you here, not nobody else. So wow. that was a big thing. And that was like. Oh my God. And I think, you know, obviously I didn't expect her to like remember my name. And I, when we talked, I was like, yeah, you know, you liked my post, my post about the body paint. I told her to tell Martha Hunt here, one of her best friends, who's a, she's a supermodel, but she's a huge scoliosis advocate. Like she had spinal fusion when she was growing up. Um, another role model man. And I was like, please tell Martha I said, hello. Like I just, I adore her. Um, and I think that's obviously like Taylor's very familiar with like that kind of struggle because that's Martha one of Martha's like full-time jobs um so I told her to pass that along but yeah she was like I took a screenshot of everybody I wanted everybody to be here um yeah that's amazing um so gosh like what was I even gonna say next how often do you like think about this every day every day for sure literally like I have a framed picture of us in the bedroom my dad has one on his desk my boyfriend's mom has it hanging on her fridge like (laughs) like everybody has a copy of this picture and I just it's weird though like looking back I just can't believe that it happened to me and that I was real like describing it to you still feels like a very strange dream yeah and you know what was funny is for my birthday that year so that was in August and then my birthday's in December um my parents got me the candles that she burned at her house. Oh my God. They're called Santal 26. It is yeah. an expensive ass candle. Really? But I, they gave it to me and I smelled it and I immediately was taken back to yeah. her house. Which is so funny because in the moment I didn't even realize what I was yeah. smelling. How'd you know the my, candle? Um, everybody. So one, I saw one outside. Yeah. On the patio. But didn't recognize the smell. I just thought it was outside smell because yeah. it was, like, kind of rainy. Um, and then people – she's, like, notorious for this candle. So like, she has it at okay. all of her secret sessions. It's, like, her favorite one. So there's, like, lore out there about her yes. using it. And so I was – as soon as I opened the candle, I was like, oh, 
you know, I was yeah. taken right back. Okay. Um, it's crazy. Like is, smell is the strongest trigger of memory. Yeah. And there's a few and that smells was like, that like take me back. That was, I was like, oh my God, that really did happen because this smell is really taking me back. Okay. I'm going to include a link to the candle in this. Yes. The this is what Taylor Swift's house smells like. Amazing. So, okay. Let's talk about some of the controversy around secret sessions. Cause I've seen yes. like some lore about how like secret sessions should be banned. Like they make everything worse. But obviously it provides this, it's kind of like utilitarianism a little bit. Like, do you provide like a small group of people the absolute best experience of their entire life? Like some people who've like been through a lot or some people just like, of course they deserve like this, knowing that it makes hundreds of thousands of other people like upset. Like, what do you think? Where does the controversy lie? I think, so I totally see that. Like, I know that Taylor does not believe in paid meet and greets. She said that before. Um, she doesn't feel like it's ethical to like have fans pay to meet you. Mm-hmm. And so her philosophy of it is, um, you know, she wants to invite people for free. Like she doesn't want to yeah. do. So she, and you know, you've seen at her concerts, like her mom goes out and picks people. Yeah. Um, so there's like, She's very intentional about meeting people and not because like, if, if she were to charge for that experience, the people that would get to meet her would be the people that could pay the most. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the biggest fan. Yeah. So from that point of view, I think what, what she does and the amount of work that goes into it, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Um, but I think there are some people that come out of it and it's like they're considered like the elite in the fandom. Yeah. And then I, I feel like some of that power goes to people's heads sometimes. Like I, in full transparency, like I'm not really on Tumblr anymore because after the secret session, like some people that were there were really, really mean Yeah. to Taylor. Mean and it to was her? During, like, yeah. After the secret like, session? Yeah. Why? Like, you know, the political climate, they were, like, kind of criticizing her for not, uh, you know, weighing in and using yeah. her platform more. But it wasn't just like, oh, hey, Taylor, like, it would be cool if you made a comment on this. No. They so were, that was like, before the blown. midterms? Or what What was the political climate at the time? This was, t- like, fall 2019? It was fall 2019. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember exactly what was going on. Yeah, I can't either. And it could have been into 2020. Like, I can't remember exactly when. But I just remember people writing, like, these whole Tumblr blog posts about, you know, how she's not using her platform enough mm-hmm. and she's not doing enough. And I was like, there's... Like, she yeah. she had a whole voting campaign. Like, there's only so many things. Yeah. To, I don't know. Again, it goes back to my thoughts on the role of celebrity in society. Like For sure. So anyway, so that was kind of like, okay. Um, and then being mean to each other, right? Like there was a lot of like interbullying in the fandom. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's bullying, but again, it's like a sense of like elitism. Yeah. But then it's also like, if you, even if you're, you have a post just liked by Taylor or Taylor Nation, people in the fandom will flock to you and try to use you to get Mm -hmm. noticed it just becomes a very toxic cycle like yeah 
I don't think Taylor's on Tumblr anymore because people were being so like, yeah, just crazy. I know. And I've seen crazy. that. Like I have, um, some, ex- a lot of exposure to like the Ariana Grande fan Twitter. Like I yeah. was on that for a while and just kind of like observing, like lurking in the background and it is crazy. Like it gets really toxic. It it's definitely like, does. And then for me, I remember after the secret session, like I did post about it, you know, on Tumblr yeah. and people, I got a shit ton of followers. People were DMing me and it's like, as if I had some kind of pull with, yeah. with Taylor. And I'm like, I mean, she liked one of my posts. She doesn't follow me. Like, yeah. I don't And then you just kind of feel a little inauthentic. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, I want to support you. And I, I don't know. It just feels like everybody just starts clamoring for attention. And that's, that's not why I joined the fandom. Like I wanted to, or, you know, being on Tumblr, I wanted to just be able to discuss something like a person that I really, really love and a work and her art. Like I wanted to talk about that. Um, and then it became more of like a clamoring for attention, which was off putting. Yeah. So, and also like I do the time like, that it takes that like people were on there all the time, constantly yeah. posting, commenting, like, you are, yeah. you don't have time for that. Like you were, had all these like things going on. Like you I had know. a position on the newspaper every year. Yeah. Like you don't have time for that. Right. Right. So it, it, exactly. It's, it's a level of commitment Yeah, for sure. But I do think like part, I do see the, the argument where it's like, you know, it's exclusive. Um, you know, it's only the people, like you said, that can dedicate so much time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, not really. Also. She hasn't done another one since Lover. Yeah, I don't think she'll do another one. She had, she didn't do anything for minutes. Granted, we did have COVID and the pandemic and yeah. you know, folklore, Evermore, totally different story. Midnights, there wasn't really one. She's really been using TikTok a lot recently. Yeah, she's been, she, her that's her platform right now. Like she's kind of switched to TikTok. She's um, being really active on there. Taylor's interesting, like, the whole, like, Tay lurking thing. Like, you don't think that, like, celebrities will see stuff, but, like, she sees it. Like, she She sees everything. Like, she knows what people are mad about, what people think should have been singles, like, the theories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So just, like, one more thing. Sorry about Secret Session. So it's interesting to me that she doesn't pay for the hotels. I know. Because that feels a little, like, exclusive to me, too. Mm -hmm. Like, what if you're, like a poor college student, you can't fly, you can't yeah. afford to stay in a hotel, then it's like the same problem as a meet and greet. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And that's something that I was kind of not surprised about, but I was like, you know, came up in, in conversation. It was like, yeah. oh, is she paying for your hotel? And I was like, no. Um, and I do, if I remember correctly, um, when the Rhode Island one got canceled and moved yeah. to Nashville, that was a problem because a lot of the, they try to invite you based on where you live geographically. Yeah. So like if you live in upstate New York now, you're probably going to get invited to the Rhode Island one. But if Rhode Island gets canceled, you're like, Hey, can you make it to Nashville? Like that's a completely different yeah. like journey. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I do think, and you could say the same thing about like buying tickets to tour. Cause yeah. again, no paid meet and greets at tour. Yeah. Um, but she does have people like, she's like, go find these people. I want to meet these people or her mom is just like, Oh, you have a cute costume. You want to come meet Taylor? And it's yeah, like, that's, so I think that'll yeah. happen. I think that'll happen yeah. on the Eras tour. Um, but again, I don't know. I just, I feel like the secret session thing, like in the recent years, of course she's growing up obviously, but like that's, I don't know. I feel like she's sort of getting away from that. And, and 
I imagine that it's incredibly cumbersome to just like meet a hundred people in one night. And not only are you meeting them, but they're sobbing, telling oh. you that they, <laughs> that you're Your the greatest thing. Life. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be incredibly like. Be, I think logistically yeah. too, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't know, maybe we're still too close to the pandemic for something like that with midnights. Yeah. Um, like there definitely have to be COVID precautions. Like she yeah. can't get COVID. Right. I also just feel like there's a, a new level too of her protecting her peace. Like when she came out of into lover, it was like, I'm resurging. I'm breaking away from reputation. Like I'm ready to be back. Yeah. I want to fully engage with everybody. That was fine. Lover didn't get its day in the sun because of the COVID happened. Mm-hmm. The COVID. Oh, I sound like a boomer. Yeah. Um, the COVID. The COVID happened. Yeah. Um, and then Folklore and Evermore were kind of completely different. Yeah. And then re-records and it's just like, is she, she's probably just too busy. Yeah. Now she's a director. I know. Like crazy. Girl, like, yeah. do you have the same 24 hours as the rest of us? I know. Um, Shit. Yeah. So like the COVID resurgence was really interesting because like, yeah. I feel like everybody got into Taylor Swift, like with Folklore That's and so Evermore. True. Like in a way that it wasn't like reputation when she like came back, she was still like only the fans were like listening. It was specifically for the fans. It was for the fans, like for the people that got it. And then like lover, like she was still kind of just like in this box of like, you're either a fan or you're not. And then I feel like when folklore came out, it just opened up the floodgates to everyone. Like everyone was obsessed. And then it just became like, and like TikTok really helped with that too because TikTok can just like blow up songs and like that's true. And then like with this whole like reawakening everyone had, I feel like there was this mentality like we owe Taylor Swift an apology. And then like the correction came out about like she didn't the Kanye Kim like whatever stuff like proved her right. So everyone was like, oh my god, all this time like we chastise her for dating all these men, such a victim mentality. Like the Kanye stuff, like we were wrong the whole time. We owe her an apology. Holy shit, have you listened to like her <laughs> lyrics? Like oh my god. I know it was like everybody's discovering her for the first time. And I was like, where have y'all been? And I like, think hello? Like, COVID like <laughs> helps because like everyone's at home and like, you know, like it was just like crazy times and like sad times and I think at least for me too like when I was entering my Taylor Swift like resurgence it like was so nostalgic for me to go back and to listen to like speak now and fearless and for me to like feel transported like I'm alone in my house it's COVID and to go back and to listen to like long live I'm like why haven't I listened to this song in 10 years I know oh I love that song it's my favorite I was gonna say I feel like it's twofold like one Folklore was such a departure from yes. her comfort comfort zone. Please, that woman does not have a comfort zone. Yeah. Um, her track record, yeah. recent track record of pop. And that's like what she likes. And that's why she went back to it with Midnight's. But it was such a departure. I think it opened up a whole new group of people. Like people who are fans of The National or people who are fans of Bonnie Bear. Like, yeah. They were like, we would have never listened to Taylor, but now they're collaborating. Like, maybe we should give it a shot. Yeah. Totally different. Also, I think kind of going back to that anti-feminist mentality of like, she only writes songs about her boyfriends. Yeah. Well, guess what? Nobody in folklore is real. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now she writes about like... Fake people. Yeah. Fake people and just these really like rich concepts like... Yeah. One of my favorites is like, this is me trying. And it's such a way to (gasps) like... That's my favorite. Encapsulate like... 
oh, you're such a successful student and like you're so great at all of these things and you're in the gifted program and you get straight A's and guess what? You're in the real world. You're a fucking adult now. Deal with it. And it's yeah, just this like exactly. concept of that like she encapsulates it so perfectly yes. and these really Absolutely. like deep cutting songs and like her way with yeah. words is like unreal. One of my favorites from Folklore is The Lakes. And my yeah. favorite line is like, I bathe in cliffside pools with my calamitous love and insurmountable grief. It's literally poetry. I need a dictionary to figure out what the hell she's trying to say. Yeah. I know. I know. Exactly. I think it, it was, um, like like you said too, everybody was looking for that, that escapism. Such escapism. I can't wait to study that one day too. Like all the art that came out of the pandemic, like folklore and evermore, yeah. Haley Williams came out with an entirely different kind of album. Yeah. Um, so interesting. And for like people, when you're locked in, the, yeah. in a room with just your brain, just, <laughs> like what you'll come yes. up. With. And like the way that she can speak to all these like experiences that are so like, you wouldn't think that she would understand. Like she can just describe it like perfectly. Yeah. And you know what that scares me for a full feature film. Oh my God. It's you're giving her a full so film. <laughs> With so many words. Yeah. So many words. <sighs> so many. All the words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is just like when people say, I just always like have to come to her defense. And like when people say like Taylor Swift fans are cringe, like it's giving Disney adult. It's like, like I hear that all the time. Like Taylor Swift fans are Disney adults. Like I've seen that in so many different places. And like, <laughs> I get it. Like, if you listen to Shake It Off, me, you need to calm I'm down. Wearing like a, I'm wearing merch right now. Like, I'm literally wearing... I had to decide which piece of merch I was going to wear. No, I this. love it. Like, I so understand cringe. the sentiment of people saying that. But if you were to sit in your room alone, go on a walk when it's, like, cold and, like, cloudy and put on, like, folklore evermore, or even, like, some of the lesser-known tracks, like, you will see that the... She's literally a poet. Her lyrics are insane. And she can write about these, like, incredibly complex deep cutting emotions that like I can't even verbalize yeah and I think a a big thing is like oh my god like why do they stand this woman like she can't even sing like that was a whole you remember how everybody was like she I can't sing all you are is me like I don't think her lyrics I I don't think to move people uh, Kelly Clarkson said this to Selena Gomez I don't think to move people you have to have like the most powerful, beautiful Whitney Houston. No, not at all. I mean, look at like Johnny Cash or any like singers from any like rock band of the like 60s onwards. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to have a powerhouse vocal. Like Selena Gomez's album Rare, when that came out, I was so moved by that. Yeah. And that like, I I don't think she's the best singer, but like my theory on art is it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be yours. Yeah. And I think that was such a big thing that like Selena accomplished with rare. Like yeah. so, like so good just because it was hers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a big thing that pe- a misconception about Taylor is like, well, she's not a good singer, so she's not a good artist. And I'm like, okay, well, have you just tried for like 12 seconds to like listen to a song? Yeah. I don't even agree with that, but she's like, I think she's a great singer. <laughs> I do too. I- yeah. Like, uh, any video of the Reputation Stadium tour will bring me to my knees. Oh my God. That's the other thing. Everybody, it needs to be a prerequisite for life to watch the Netflix special of the Reputation tour. Yes. And it yes. is so, like, it's the, going back to like Taylor Swift cringe, like, oh, like Snake, like, oh, look what you made me do. And that's like what people think that like Reputation era is. But when you watch that video, the way that you will be moved to tears and like yes. during her concerts when she just like, 
cultivates this like experience like she's incredibly talented it's so incredible like you you want to hear the cutest story about reputation yes please i know where i feel like i just keep yelling all these things at you um i saw her in cleveland uh reputation stadium tour um (laughs) and so previous concert experiences for me with taylor i went to speak now my mom still swears it's the best concert she's ever been to yeah it like just i loved that tour yeah we went to red red was kind of traumatic for me because again, like I looked up to Taylor as like a, a role model yeah. for like m- me, like physically, I guess. Um, and the woman behind me and I'm like, how old were we when Red came out? I think it was like my eighth grade freshman year. Okay. So we were middle school, right? Yeah. And I was so uncomfortable like being in my own body. And the woman, the adult woman behind me and the arena in Cleveland told me to sit down because she couldn't see. Oh my God. The entire arena was standing. Yeah. I was like 12. Yeah. It was, and I cried. Oh my like, God. I cried because I was like so embarrassed. And so then we went to the Reputation Stadium tour. We had floor seats. Incredible. I know. Yeah. It was amazing. And I was like, because Reputation was my entire personality course, at this point. Of course, yeah. And there was a little girl standing in front of me. So I had, at the time I had bangs, I had curly hair, my hair was curled. I was wearing like a black bodysuit with jean shorts. Um, I did like the red lipstick. I went like full like Taylor look. Yeah. And I am just like living my freaking life at this concert. And the little girl in front of me probably wasn't alive when like Speak Now came out. Like she was young and she's standing on the chair in front of me and she turns around and she kind of like taps at me. In the middle of the concert. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, you're really pretty. Oh, my God. Like, Thank you so much. A couple minutes later, she taps me again. She goes, you look just like Taylor. Oh, my God. And I just cried. <laughs> I'm like crying at the seven-year-old yeah. girl. I'm like, Ugh. you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you're, there is just something about that whole atmosphere. The yeah. concert atmosphere. I like, had in one of my astrologists, Deb Coons, shout out to Deb. I was talking to her like a year or two ago. We were talking about Taylor Swift and she was like, yeah, my, my daughter like dragged me to like reputation. Like I didn't really want to go. Like I just thought like another teeny bopper. This woman, she's like in her forties, literally iconic. I hope she listens to this episode. Shout out Deb. And she's Hi, telling me about like reputation. And she's like, I didn't want to go. And I'm at that concert sobbing. She's like, I was going through a divorce. Like everything that Taylor Swift said spoke to me perfectly. Like she, like I did not expect to have such a spiritual experience taking my daughter to a show. Like, That's so funny. That's yeah. it does things to you. It's a different kind of. And vibe. the Netflix special is incredible. Like totally does it justice, in my opinion. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah. So good. Gosh. Okay. So. I feel like there were a few more things. Okay, so speaking of concerts, we both got tickets. We did. How did we do that? Dude, it was awful. Witchcraft. Yeah. So I got like a pre-sale code and like so I bad. was in the queue for three hours. You were actually the first person I saw who got tickets because I was still so in the queue I and you posted yours. I didn't have that experience. I don't know what happened. So I game plan for this like I was coaching an NFL team. Yeah. Okay. I was responsible for... Four people going to this concert. Oh, my God. And I was absolutely not going to blow it. But it was, like, the most responsibility I've ever been given in my entire life. Yeah. So, you know, I had my Ticketmaster information, you know, saved my credit card. I did everything I had to do beforehand. I had a list of sections, you know, that we wanted. I had our budget. Yeah. I was ready to go. 
I got in the waiting room at 9.30 and I kept getting like an error message that was like error, error. And I just, I know the number one rule is don't refresh. Yeah. So I was just closing the browser and then reopening it. Mm-hmm. Somehow I ended up in the, in the lobby, in the waiting room, in the queue. And then I was probably in the queue for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. That is insane. And I went through and of course I get in there and it was like Christmas lights of flashing seats. And I was like, what is going yeah. on? You know, I was sweating again. Made yeah, emotional sweat. Yeah, sweat through your shirt. I, I literally did. I had to change. Yeah. Um, I think I was like naked by the time. Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I'm like on my computer. Like, <laughs> I know. I have like fans blowing. It's so, such a mess. And somehow I ended up getting like four lower bowl tickets to Gillette. Yeah. Um, like decent seats for a decent price. And then I got out and I was like, oh my God, I just went through war. Like that was. I was so nervous, blah, blah, blah. And then I see, like, all these other people, like, oh, my pre-sale code didn't work, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know what I did. You were that was probably, the like, day. the 1% that, like, had. I know. And I, my experience, like, yes, I'm still suffering some PTSD from it. Um, yeah. But, like, my experience was fine. Like, I got in the pre-sale. I was in the queue for three hours. I got good tickets, you know, like, nothing crazy. Like, I spent, like, $250 on mine for, like. Yeah, so do we. Yeah, medium bowl easy yeah. but literally like did not work for the rest of the day like literally was couch ridden checking my pulse like I was supposed to I was exhausted it, yeah. exhausting like even to this day like I had to get tickets for something else and I told Jack my boyfriend I was like can I can't get the tickets like I'm traumatized from Taylor Swift you have to do it yourself yeah so that's <laughs> been interesting like watching the fallout from that um and I hope she steps on Ticketmaster. Oh my God. I hope Ticket. I hope, yeah. I hope she takes a boot to his neck because the way that that man went on national news and was like, well, Taylor didn't go on tour in four years. This is her fault. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's your job. Um, how, that and hello, we were going through like a global health crisis. Yeah. Would you go on tour? Yeah. No. It was so It was like, crazy. it's your fault. You're so popular. And it's like, No. Ticketmaster, this is your one job. Yeah. Like, they gave out a certain amount of pre-sale codes. The only people in they, the queue should have been people with pre-sale codes. Yes. Or, like, how did that they was run the problem. out? Yeah, they should have asked for the code to let you into the queue. Yeah. What a mess. Um, such a mess. a mess. And then there's that whole, like, pricing thing. I still don't totally understand that. Taylor says she opted out of dynamic pricing. And dynamic yeah. pricing is, like, it allows the ticket prices to fluctuate at like if they could start at like a hundred dollars, but if like a million people log on, then the hundred dollar tickets go up to like a thousand dollars. Yeah. So she yeah, opted yeah. out of that. But I was seeing some crazy prices. So because the ones in the, like the nosebleeds back of the, you know, the yeah. parking lot seats were supposed to be like forty bucks. Yeah. And I saw some people did get like tickets for that, but I don't. I don't it's know. It's so weird. I. It's so weird. I'm so glad there's it's an so investigation going on. There needs to be an FBI investigation. Something <laughs> needs to be changed. You know what really got me too in her statement was like, I, she's like, I'm so protective of the experiences yeah. of my fans, which we all know. Like yeah. I just described my whole experience. She's like, this is the one thing that I cannot control. Yeah. And I was told that it would be handled. And I don't know. I just can't wait for the day, one day when I have kids. And Taylor Swift is the president. She has her own ticket master. 
Yeah. Um, she has her own recording label where people can own the rights to their music. And I'll be like, all right, children, yeah. this is the church of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like we, we stand a businesswoman who sticks up for herself yeah. and the people that support and her. And when like, you point to my picture, please tell them my name. Stop. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> that song, that song makes me cry. Slays like, my life. Me too. Literally ruined I know life. she won't, but I hope she opens the tour with, um, Sparks Fly. I love that song. Me too. What's your favorite album? Reputation? Sorry. It's so hard. I feel like Reputation was a huge one for me. Mm -hmm. Speak Now, I think, like, nostalgically is my favorite. But Reputation is, like, I, hands down, like, will shake my ass to that any day. Um, Lover, obviously, is really special to me. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They're all so special to me in different ways. She's got such a catalog. It's like, how do I pick? I know. It is so tough. I, I do love Reputation because I just really loved... I think for me, I like how she stepped into her power yeah. and was like, she's like, I'm not here for this anymore. I'm doing, I'm doing what I need to do for me. And I think that for me was like exactly what I needed at yeah. that point in my life. And it's something that I, I think about a lot. I'm like, you know, people, some people are like, what would Jesus do? I'm like, what would Taylor do? No, I feel the same way about Julia Fox. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> I love her. She's so funny. <laughs> obsessed with Julia Fox. Her TikTok is amazing. I know. I know, but I feel that too. And I do think the way that like reputation era, just that phrase alone has like really cemented itself into society and that it's like a part of like colloquium. Yeah, like every, it is. And it's like a meme kind of like, oh, my cat's in its reputation era. But sometimes like everybody needs a reputation era. Like it's the perfect excuse to like, not an excuse, but it's the perfect way to describe like shit's hitting the fan boyfriend broke up with me, lost my job, moving to a new city, like cut my hair, like, oh my fucking God. Like when you could look at a situation and be like, my life is going to shit. What the fuck? Like everything is on fire. Or you can think I'm in my reputation era and I'm going to own it and I'm going to dress like a hoe and have a good time. I'm going to have a snake named Karen that's (laughs) going to appear on stage. And I own snakes now. Like I'm going to do things that's not my normal self and have fun and label it as my reputation era. Like done. Boom. Yeah. Drops I love mic. it. I, I know. I, I love that. And the reason speak now is also a really special one because I was like, that was like my favorite thing growing up. Yeah. But two, it was like, she wrote that entirely by herself at the age of like 19. Yeah. Just, just prove that she could. I just love how she's constantly like raising I'll, the bar. I'll show you that I can do it. I know. And doing it flawlessly. That I forget that fact a lot. And like, I think in her documentary, she kind of covered this, like whatever the thing was that people said she couldn't do, like, she's going to find a way to do it. Like after fearless, it's like, okay, this album's great. She won a bunch of Grammys, but she doesn't write her own songs. She's like, okay, prove it. 19 soul songwriter on every song and speak now. Amazing. And then I think part of that too was like, she can't sing. So then she spent more time doing vocal lessons and then her, her vocal performances after that incredible like and then I think the one after 19 I was like oh she can't dance reputation yeah she could step on me yeah and I would say thank you Uh, yeah absolutely craziness um yeah it's been amazing I'm excited like watching her I can't wait for tour like I just I know I don't even know what to expect and it's also crazy to me that like people don't even know that she's dating Joe Alwyn like the average yeah it's true the lay person I was talking to my roommate about this the other day and she, like, didn't know that Taylor Swift has a boyfriend. Like, we are so blinded by, like, sucking up to, like, everything Taylor Swift does, like, consuming everything, like, we know everything, that, like, the lay person doesn't know. People think she's single. You know what? That's hilarious. Yeah. But also is, like, 
perfect. It's because yeah. she doesn't want people to know. Yeah. She doesn't want people to know anything about that. And that is exactly what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, there's so much more to talk about that. Like we haven't even talked about yet, but we, I think this was amazing. I love talking to you about Taylor Swift. I think we should do another. I'm happy to do it. We should anytime. do like a check-in after the concert. <gasps> we should. Amazing. That is Unpack such a good idea. Yeah. Are you planning a costume? Are you going to plan an outfit? Yeah, I think I'm going to try to recreate her after party look for like the Midnight's era when she wore that silky blue dress with the stars <gasps> on it. So cute. Yeah. I think I I'm going to try to like just get like a blue silky dress and maybe just like iron on some stars. Oh, I don't know. What do you think you're going to wear? That'll be cute. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about wearing what she wore to my secret session. What is, which is yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. It was like this pink button-down, like striped shirt okay. with like white shorts or something. But then I also keep thinking about um, from the look, you, look what you made me do music video, so the many part good where options. she's wearing that like that Gucci tiger sweatshirt with those thigh-high yeah. pink sparkly boots with like the baseball bat or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, it's gonna know. be insane. I can't believe we got tickets. I'm so like grateful every day that we got I know. them. It's my reason to live. Me too. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This was so fun. Absolutely. 